Hey queens, welcome to Crown Thoughts, the podcast, a safe space for women of all kinds and for women of all walks of life to come together and chat. Crown Thoughts, the podcast is a movement of vibes, which encourages its listeners to dig deep and reflect. So with that being said, let's get into today's topic. I'm your hostess, Latina, and welcome back to another episode of Crown Thoughts, the podcast. I'm so excited because I have a guest on our platform today, um, our good friend, my good friend, Gina Rock. Uh, Hey, queen. Hey, queen. (laughs) And Gina is a trauma-informed yoga and a wellness coach, Um, and I'm so excited to have you on the platform today. But before we... I guess just dive into our discussion and uh, you can give us more information about your background. Um, I am going to start with the icebreaker question. I typically will give a question based on who I think the guest is. And um, I'd love to kind of have like some background information of you beforehand. And so for you today, yours is a little bit more thought provoking and it is um, a self-reflection question. (laughs) So in the year of 2022, what do you feel is your uh, biggest part of your character that you would like to see develop? Ooh, this is a really good one. Wow. This is definitely a thought-provoking question. (laughs) No pressure. I'll share my answer too. Can you repeat that? So in 2022... So basically for this year... um, what are you working on for yourself? Like what part of yourself are you really just like, okay, this is what I need to just, you know, like grow into, or maybe there's something about you that you're just like, this is really hindering who I want to be as a woman. So. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. So I would definitely say in 2022, I am actively trying to work on sharing my story more. Mm. I'm going to snap my fingers to that. I love that. Podcast. And um, I feel like that's, you know, definitely a blessing in disguise and God like pushing me to do that. Yes. Um, But I have realized that, um, you know, a lot of what I, a lot of the work that I do is informed from like my own personal story. Yes. And clearly that's how you connect with people and how what you do in the business world, like, just resonates more. And I yeah. feel like, of course, like on a personal level, people get me, I'm cool and this and that, <laughs> but it's like, I don't think they truly have an understanding or that, like that, that layer. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been having this conversation with a yoga friend of mine, just like how to actively, you know, share more of your story without also yeah. having to give, give too, too much. much. Yes. 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 I feel like I'm also in the same space of, I guess it's like the duality of your personal life merging with your professional life, which is supposed to be a beautiful thing if you're on the track of like actively seeking the career that you want. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, before, like in my early 20s, I would take on jobs that I didn't really care for, but I knew that I needed them to just get by or to provide for uh, my son and I. I only had one son in my earlier 20s, but you know, it is. It is much different when you're now um, just actively like stepping into your purpose. You always want to make sure that what you're doing always aligns with 
the bigger message that you want to put out for um, your audience, your clients, etc. Uh, so for my my character flaw, <laughs> and I don't know if it's a character flaw. I, I like to just think that it has all to do with like being intuitive of myself and my behaviors. But I'm such a procrastinator. Like I will wait till the very, very last second to get something done. And I know how much grief it gives me. And yet here I do it like and it's with my food. It's with my work. Sometimes it's with planning with friends. And so I share that because it's kind of what led me to recognize that I had anxiety. Um, And your yoga class was one of my first um, times being in an environment when I was like actively in what I would call probably like the worst anxiety attack of my life. Like I just always felt as though I was on edge. Um, And so that that is going to just smoothly transition us into like our first interview question of just tell me more about yourself and describe your background um anything you feel is necessary to share sure um so let's see um see this is where it gets hard (laughs) you want to know about me yeah (laughs) um but no I honestly feel like I have always been truly like um, a purpose-driven individual. Um, Since I was younger, I, you know, like, let's see. So, like, I have always loved writing and have journaled my entire life. And um, ever since I was a kid, really, like, writing books and all for my teachers and all that. Yes. (laughs) that like led up to me um being on the journalism um for being in the newspaper and so like I got to college all of a sudden I was like oh I need to make money right um kind of what you were saying right let me uh major in biomolecular science right something that um, you know is gonna be profit right the income's coming in but then you're like I don't like science I don't like neurons or anything to do with blood (laughs) Right away, it was very clear that that was not aligned with yeah, who I am. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I made that really challenging decision, like, early on to, like, switch majors, pursue journalism. Um, but I'm kind of giving that shared story because, like, I am known notoriously for pivoting and taking yes. big risks. Um, so where that comes into play for me, again, is pivoting from, like, the corporate world mm. um, after graduating college, I, uh, you know, majored in journalism and minored in marketing, but I ended up, um, so I was working in marketing at this aerospace company. Um, but during that time, and then I moved to Brooklyn, I worked at their digital accelerator. Wow. Um, during that time, I got into a life-changing car accident wow um, which I would say is like kind of the second traumatic life to happen that really shifted my entire life I can Um, imagine yes I mean it was a huge wake-up call for me it was like about four years ago um you know car accident head-on car collision right what gone into surgery for like eight plus hours wow 
that alone, I'm just like, I don't think, I don't think people realize um, just how much weight that weight or just how like affecting it is on the body to go through surgery like eight hours of surgery it can imagine (sighs) the downtime you know coming back to i'm i do not like anesthesia and every time that i wake up from one i'm like in a panic and i'm crying so coming from a car accident which is major to an eight hour surgery which is just like i can't imagine I mean, my body, like, was numb. Like, yeah. Like, just kind of yeah. down all throughout that time. Wow. But it's crazy because, like, it was right around, right before my 25th birthday. And, like, going into my birthday in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to be, like, on a retreat. Yeah. Trip for myself. And I got it, except it came into the form of being, like, in a wheelchair. Wow. Confined to my bed, not being able to move for, like three around three months so it was a different type of journey yeah yeah very much took that (laughs) took that spiritual journey right right Um, and I love how you say it's a pivot because when these things happen to us I mean it does it feels like your entire world has just flipped upside down um I was reading or I was just scrolling this morning. I kind of like wanted to lay in bed and not do anything and I followed Draca Gates. She's uh the wife of Kevin Gates, but she's there's very interesting couple. I love them. She's such a mother nature spirit and she has this picture mm-hmm. and it's upside down and she goes something about how don't turn the picture around. We always assume that upside down is not necessarily the right side up. And so this pivotal moment in your journey i mean you were in science you were aeroscience i don't even know any black women who who say like i'm in an aeroscience program or this is something that you know is of interest to me and then you have this life-changing moment where you lose all control of your body yeah that is a different form of trauma that a lot of people just aren't really aware of um I have shared on the platform and you and I have also discussed about my journey with Crohn's disease. I now have a diagnosis to it, which I'll discuss more. But one of like the other ailments that manifest from it is joint inflammation and you lose um, just the functioning of your muscles. And so when I was really going through a bad flare, I couldn't move. I had like some mobility, but it hurt. It was excruciating and people can't see that pain for you. They know you're experiencing something. So what? thank you for sharing that. Because even as we discuss, I can tell that it probably, you know, it still weighs in on you. I mean, that's a moment that's always going to be attached to you. Um, Yeah. Like I, the role that I was in, like, well, that happened, I was actually like, like it was a good time. Mm -hmm. fulfilled like I knew there was something else that I had to be doing yes prior to the accident I was like oh I can't be a yoga teacher which is just such a stupid like idea but it's like Mm. we don't have that that esteem like we don't have that confidence in ourselves right we also still kind of don't have that um society that just kind of promotes other forms of creative expression I mean it's so obvious to hear that I want to be a singer, a writer, a journalist, a therapist, and I love all those roles, but 
um, I really didn't hear about black women and black women being in yoga until now, like my adulthood. I knew it was a thing. But to be honest, we still kind of associate yoga and yoga practices with other cultures, (laughs) with white culture, white society. So, (sighs) right. Which, yeah, go into that. Right. But tell us, like, what is trauma-informed yoga and how exactly were you introduced to this practice? Because you didn't just go from three to four months of being, you know, bedridden to now I'm doing downward dog and like, no, it just, it doesn't flow that way. No, not at all. Don't we wish it would? There's a lot missing from, you know. Yeah. um, the bedridden to the downward dogs. Um, so basically, um, I and, and one part of my story is that the reason why I even I, I took a random yoga class in college, uh, like maybe twelve years ago or so. Yeah. And my instructor was actually black. My first yoga teacher that I yes. yoga class I ever took in college was from. Not my favorite. <laughs> had these beautiful long dreads. Mm. Like, oh yes, like. I love this. Yes. And, um, I feel like many, I was like, oh, this is just stretching. But no, you know, I, it wasn't that. And like over time, as I, I always say, like, I, I'm the girl who like farted in their first year of class. Okay. Girl, <laughs> fart is like normal over here with Crohn's disease. Fart is nothing. <laughs> no shame. Cause that's how you things Yes. Like, it's just moving. Yes. yes. And it's, so, it is, it's so releasing. People laugh, but it, it feels good. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, but uh, the it, yoga really came to my life at a perfect time. Mm-hmm. I was feeling um, from another form of trauma, which all came together after I took my trauma informed yoga class. But um, this was more like over time. Mm-hmm. I was in a really bad, emotionally abusive relationship for like uh, four or five years on yeah. and off in my life. Um, in my adolescent years and that time in my life was really the worst yeah cheerful bubbly girl to like fighting all the time and um, almost failing my classes low self-esteem suicide ideation yeah like wanting to get out of bed um just numbing a lot of numbing yeah people in the eye like just had extreme low self-worth and I was extremely depressed and I just remember telling myself like I cannot do this anymore Mm. and I actively made a choice to love on myself yeah um and like I said yoga came at the perfect time because it was right around the time I made that decision and I just started to incorporate it into my life Mm -hmm. um and that practice developed. So when I got into my accident, going to yoga was not new to me. It was right. like, okay, physical therapy is over. Now I'm going to do my teacher training because I want to continue practicing. Yes. Um, and so I got certified in vinyasa yoga, which is more of a flowing, um, like fast paced yes. movement. So- Day. Um, and I had always, ever since my accident and going into teacher training, had, had been interested in trauma-informed yoga when the first time I heard of it, which honestly, I I think it was probably I went to a seminar. Okay. 
um, in, in New York and this woman was talking about it and I was like, I need to know more. I need to know like, what is trauma informed yoga all about? Right. Um, Cause even now I tell you, there are women who are just like, what is this? And how does that look? And it is, it's still very new. Um, but please share more. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll get to it. Yes. Share. Um, the practice of trauma informed yoga is, um, it really is a, I hate to say self-care practice, but, but it, it is. is. You show yes. up to yoga, you show up to a trauma-informed yoga class for, for yourself. Healing, yes. For healing. And now um, the history of yoga or philosophy of yoga has always been about healing. But as you said, you know, yoga has been very westernized. Yes. And, um, the focus has been a lot on um, asana, which is just a physical practice. But right. It, Trauma Informer incorporates all of the um, limbs of yoga or all of the parts of yoga, which is not just physical. It's like truly mind, body, spirit. Yeah, I say that, but it, it, it is. It's like watching your thoughts, watching your words and what you say to yourself, but what you say to mm-hmm. others, so practicing nonviolence. Um, this element of practicing self-control. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, when you show up to a trauma-informed yoga class, we prioritize safety. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in every way, making sure that the person coming to the class does feel safe. In yes. our language, it's invitational. I would no trauma-informed yoga teacher is going to say, get into this pose. Right, you know, right. Always get curious about getting into the shape. I, invite I love you that. To- breath um so that's one principle is safety the next is empowerment mm. so all throughout it you know we're really like you are worthy of rest you are worthy of being period you know yes. you are worthy of existing all throughout um community building um and and in a nutshell we have that that background knowledge of Mm -hmm. all yoga instructors do. Um, but we really focus on the nervous system. Yeah. So when someone who has experienced trauma, which is almost everyone, um, different types of trauma, but, um, there are some people who, uh, really have a PTSD from their trauma, which could be, it could last like two months or could Mm -hmm. last two to five to 10 years. And instead of operating from, uh, I love the window of tolerance model. So instead of operating within your optimal nervous system where there's waves of emotions, right. high lows, um, an individual may, they may either stay in the uh, lower hypo arousal where exactly. the numbing, the depression, um, the, you know, not feeling like you can get out of bed. Um, yes. Or it can also look like the hyper arousal state where you are, um, symptoms may look like always being on edge, the panic attack. Right, which is where I am. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it really, over time, allows the person to, you know, come back into balance Mm -hmm. by providing that safety within their body and empowering them to know that, hey, I'm in control. So if I don't want to go into the shape I don't have to I can right. do whatever that supports me in this moment and I am free to explore my breathing 
um, and my moving. Yes. So, and I like how you describe um, the movements as shapes rather than positions. For me, someone who works with a lot of girls who are part of like sex trafficking or just have experienced any sexual trauma, it is important to be mindful of the language that you're doing because, or that you're using because you don't want to say, okay, let's um, get into this position. And then it does trigger a moment of maybe, you know, someone who had been raped or assaulted. Um, exactly. exactly. I have also read that there are certain uh, positions, and I don't want to say positions, certain shapes that you would get yourself into that just trigger a certain emotion. And so um, I know for me, I like a, an open environment where if I know that I'm not following the, the yoga instructor, it's safe enough for me to say, okay, I'm going to get into a position that makes me feel calm. And I don't have to worry that the yoga instructor is going to say, no, this is where we are right now. Um, I have had experiences where I do have a lot of trauma to my hips and to my pelvic area. Um, and, and it's funny because, yes, I do have a chronic illness, but I have also survived different forms of sexual trauma. And so it's I don't think that it's a coincidence that it's my hips and certain joints that always want to give out when I'm having a flare because I almost kind of just go back into this wounded state. Um, but to go back, I have this yoga instructor who was like pushing down on my hips, but didn't ask, is it okay for me to touch you? And I do remember when we were uh, together in practice that you do, you come up, you ask, you do a body scan, but you always make it to a point that I'm the client and it is my choice. Um, yeah. It's amazing how so much trauma is held into our bodies that you, you have to be mindful of how you're touched, um, maybe how the smell of the environment is, the lighting. And so I, I love how you guys set up for practice. Um, and you don't, you kind of allow us all to come in first and then you start to set up. To me, that's like a, a green flag in the clinical world because you're allowing your audience and your clients to see this is where I'm putting this, this is where I'm putting that. Um, right. So many different layers are put into account that I don't think people realize. <laughs> and I'm going to go into that last year, but exactly everything that you just mentioned about your own personal experience. And mm -hmm. I've had that too, where it's like, I've been in a class and I felt like, oh, I should be doing this. Yes. Even though like, my arms are hurting or they come over and they're like deeper and, yeah. and you know, ask for permission or anything like that. And then also with an extra layer of knowledge that like even though I say yes in this moment I can actually change my mind to right to later on or I'm saying so, yes because I'm anxious that you're making me because that's me like I'll just I'll yeah. just say yeah okay let me try and go deeper maybe today is just not that day it doesn't mean that you can't uh be in that space but every time you go into your yoga practice it's different which I love um I've also noticed that when I'm super, super low, the way that I move in the practice is not going to be the same when I've had a really great week. So how is my instructor supposed to know that I want to be pushed down on my hips, right? Um, yeah, like in a, in a trauma-informed yoga class, mm -hmm. like, the class that I have coming up, there will be no hands-on. Yes, so, and we're going to talk more about that because yeah. my girl okay. Gina has her classes set up now. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> um, but heading into our next question, um, for those who are listening and may not have tried a yoga practice, like what are some other wellness um, tips and tricks that you would encourage listeners to incorporate 
that are helpful for their healing journey because uh, there are people who just don't like to be in groups or, uh, you know, we want to be body conscious. So maybe they're just not comfortable going out and, and trying this class. But that doesn't mean that wellness can't be done right here in your home, in your comfortable space as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, most of my yoga practice has been at home where I felt safe. You yeah. Know, with a YouTube friend, Yoga with Adrian. She's a YouTube OG. Um but, hey, Adrian. <laughs> but I would say, um, you know, really creating, intentionally creating space and time for yourself. Mm. Um, that's the number one thing that I can offer, honestly, is that um, being intentional about it. Because it's one thing to say, oh, I'm going to do this later, or I need to do this. And then the day kind of just, continues to go on yes. and yeah. next thing you know you haven't done anything for yourself so whether that be like five minutes of sipping your tea yeah um with without your phone pr- preferably right so that you have that alone time before you're taking in all these non-stop messages oh my goodness so much that just like for a moment it could be five minutes in the yeah. morning or whenever it works for your schedule um again you have to intentionally create it and figure out where that time may be but right um drink tea your tea or maybe you like your smoothie or maybe you like reading a book i mean right. dedicate some time back to yourself because yes Honestly, the only person who's going to take care of you is you. Is you? Listen. Like, it's so crucial. Like, especially as we get older, I don't know if it's the 90s babies, like the late 80s, 90 babies, because we had, you know, our parents experienced a lot. (laughs) And we kind of just were um, a product of that. But there is just so much of our adultness that just was not taught to us. I felt Mm -hmm. like after I finished schooling, For me, I was just like, well, like, what do I do now? You know, or after my children have gotten to a point where they're now six and 12, they can kind of do things for themselves. I realized that I have not been up on doctor appointments. I really haven't done very much with my self-care. It's just because like life just keeps going. But you do. You have to be intentional about it and then maybe be honest and say there is something that's not connecting if I cannot allow myself rest because that in itself may be right a a red flag or you know maybe you're feeling very low you're vibrating at a lower um frequency and that's okay because there are many days where I'm just like I don't even have it in me to do self-care I don't have it in me to eat the way I'm supposed to or I'm gonna stay up all night and binge watch a show knowing that I have a full day tomorrow um, we all do it, but as we get older, it really it has to be carved out correctly because yeah. of the long effects. We're getting old, girl. <laughs> I love that you say about, you know, you filling your days and being busy because, like, that um, Brene Brown talks about it. I love her. I love Brene Brown. Yes. <laughs> why, is the, why is the title of her book, Sagating Read? That's, like, literally my favorite Stop. book. Stop. Um, she has the she has the TED talk about um vulnerability. It is like one of my favorite uh ones that she's posted. And just saying how like it is so powerful to be like Yes, you know I have that book too. <laughs> I mean, this yes. is the holy grail. 
But she talks about how, you know, like we're always on the go. We're always yes. trying for more, more. That, of course, is set up by our society, right? To just always be on the go. However, yes, um, look like I have mine too. <laughs> so, Queens, we're talking about the gifts of imperfections by Brene Brown. She has a PhD and she's also an LMSW like myself. Um, but she is amazing. Amazing. I mean, like, just speaks to my heart sometimes. <laughs> She does. But she talks about, like, you know, always being on go and, like... Yeah. And, like, to what your point... To your point earlier is that, like, that can show you a lot because it's, like, what do you not want to confront, maybe? Like, Mm. what are you trying to avoid? What may happen if you do sit down with yourself? With yourself. Yeah. What can you learn from that that you maybe are not ready for or don't right. want to um, take on. So, And I have friends, that. and I, I do it too, I and I have clients. I hear women, just people all the time who say, I don't, like, I don't, I just don't have the time for it. But why wait until something happens where you have to address, you know, the things that have been going on? Um, and like you said, sometimes the event really doesn't always connect to the background experience, but now you have this big pivotal moment that's going to make you address 25 years of trauma, you know, when you could have just already been doing the work. Um, and I kind of beat up on myself about that too, sometimes, because I do, I feel like my, my healing journey with just myself and my body wouldn't be so prolonged had I already been doing what I needed to um, just to take care of myself and really love on myself as a queen, but we get so caught up in our busyness. And we're not exposed to that, I feel. In- yes, not as a Black yeah. woman. Or like, as you said, growing up with our parents, I like, I know for me, like, my mom just worked hard and that was it, you know. No complaints. She, she, Pray about no it. Keep it going. Can't stop. And, um, you know, me as an adult now and like looking back at all of her trauma, I'm like, how are you even still functioning? Yeah. Like, I I truly don't understand. And I've, um, I know for me, I've never seen my mom, like, get up and stretch or she does go for walks. But now I have to remind her, like, mom, please, you know, it is very good for you to just kind of move around. But you don't really see it. Like, even this morning, I myself had to do, like, some hip circles because... I was in my feelings, and sometimes being in your feelings is more than just, like, emotional feelings, so. Can I just say one really important element? Absolutely. Yoga and just movement and healing that I think may connect the dots a little bit more when people are like, why Why is this important? Like, oh, yeah. good, I got this, right? It's that the trauma stays in your body. The body it, keeps the it, score. It does not yes. like leave your body unless you find a way to release, to release it. it. And then you're flooded. And that's the clinical term where the release is so overwhelming that you do have those low moments of sadness. You don't want to get out of the bed. Um, maybe it's showing up as an eating issue or a random yeah. rash. I mean, it's so many ways that it manifests in us, but yeah. it's being prolonged. Or things that are more chronic, if it's like your whole life, yes, may show up as a form of a heart illness. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I mean... That makes me think of the ACEs study, and we're going to have to get into that another time, too. But it does. It just says that um, 
there's a there's a huge correlation between our trauma and our health. And I think it's yeah. important for the audience to know that we're no way saying, oh my God, you need to get up and face your shit. No, no. we're just saying like, it really is a beautiful feeling on this side. And we've all been through it. We want you to come on this side with us. And we're here to help your hand and get you through it. Um, but you have to recognize like, okay, what I've been doing or how I've been functioning may not be my optimal point of where I want to be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's not serving your health. Yes. Your yes. Yes. So last question. What makes you feel most inspired? Yeah. Um, so what makes me feel most inspired is in the morning, doing my routine, waking up, I have to make my bed or else it, the day is going to be, well, in my head. It's like, it doesn't yeah. go right. If my bed's not made, um, spending time with myself. Yeah. So it could be one minute or 10 minutes of meditating and praying. Um, so really just like noticing my breath, mm. um, noticing my thoughts. Some days I'm tuning into, you know, meditation music. Other days I'm tuning into birds chirping outside. Yes. Or, I mean, I, I really, truly love that. And I get so many messages when I'm in that space. Mm. Um, really enjoy simple things like I was gonna say these are such simple joys and I love your response because it had nothing to do with achieving something or being the best at something you know we have such a culture that puts an emphasis on I was reading this on Twitter um being like a top female or hashtag that girl now has everything to do with like material stuff having a degree having this the best partner ever. And it's like, I'm just so grateful to get up, make my coffee, water my plants, play with my puppy, be a good mom. Making a new meal makes me excited. Like I like took that for granted, you know. Yeah. And like I had someone rolling me over for me to use the bathroom. Wow, God. It's like, yeah. How to me, like, how can I ever like take this for granted now? Wow. You know, yeah, yeah. Being able to, like lift your leg or small things every day that you can do that so many other people cannot. Right. So, um, yeah, that's really it's gratitude and act of gratitude. Um, but also, I want to add like. I love art, like looking at photography. So people just follow a lot of photojournalism. Like I'm a journalist at heart. So seeing people in their everyday elements. So you holding your dog right now. (laughs) My baby. Such a picturesque um, picturesque moment. Um, (laughs) Beach and, you know, the sunrise, sunset. Just the beauty. Natural beauty of life. Nature walk. One day, you got to host a a class outside or like on the beach. Just something very aesthetic and calming. I'm so down to come. I love that. Yes, that Um, that is in the works. I I got you. Just for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And so before we close out, I would love for you to just share about Written Purpose, what that is. Um, You are the founder and you have a new... Um, series of events that are coming up and I'm so excited for you to share but 
Go yes. ahead. Thank you. <laughs> You're I mean, welcome. You have been honestly like a great, um, I don't want to say supporter, but sister friend. Yes, and, girl, we are in a tribe. Yeah, to um, the classes that I first started when I moved back to Connecticut, but um, Written Purpose is a trauma-informed wellness studio. So um, we're really looking at the person as a whole um, to make sure, or not to make sure, but just to like work with people, partner with them so that they can see um, where they can maybe improve Mm. in any areas of their life, right? Um, So it's it's truly a place of healing, um, transformation, personal growth. Um, so how we do that is, um, through yoga and meditation, through wellness coaching and health education or health seminar seminars. Um, so we have two really great things coming up right now. Um, so what week are we in? So next week, <laughs> March, Thursday, March 31st, um, there we have a weekly trauma-informed yoga class that is open to everybody. Um, and just like we talked about throughout this um, discussion, it's just anyone who's seeking healing. Um, mm. I've worked with individuals who are survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault. So folks, survivors are welcome, um, but also folks who have experienced other types of traumas like my car accident, veterans, um, just know that this practice Mm. is accessible for everyone. It's, it's a big, it's beginner friendly, but there's no levels to this. um, You're not going to be doing anything, you know, that you see on the internet. No, (laughs) no, we're not like standing on our heads and, oh God, no, (laughs) I'm not there yet. (laughs) Right. And Um, so can you just share, um, what your social media uh, tags are and how people can find more information about Written Purpose and if they would like to join any of the events that are coming up. Of course. So my Instagram and Facebook is written, that's W-R-I-T-T-E-N, Purpose Org on IG. Um, You can also connect with me via email if you want to reach out. I respond very quickly. Uh, My email is hello at writtenpurpose.org. It's the same as the Instagram and Facebook. And my website is www.writtenpurpose.org. So it's all the same, basically. Yes. And I will be sure to also um, just put down some of Gina's information into today's discussion um, that can be seen when you subscribe. I am so excited for this. I will be attending next week's class and I'm hoping to do a little bit of a vlog just so that the queens can see what a typical uh, yoga informed practice will look like. Please note that I will not be able to record and I also am choosing not to record while uh, we are in actual session. I do just want to be mindful of all the participants, but I will be trying to just get as many clips as possible so people can see what the area is like and Again, that is in Connecticut, correct? Yes. So that is at Walnut Walnut Beach Wellness and Boutique, which is located in Milford, okay. right over the Devon Bridge by the beach. Um, yeah. And then actually, I have one more thing that I would like yes. to share that's kind of coming up in a couple months, but um, I have developed an eight-week trauma-informed yoga program 
Um, so it will be a group of a very intimate group, about eight to 12 people nice. who again will meet every week together in a shared community um, where we uh, weekly will go over weekly journal prompts. Um, there will be a theme such mm. as um, self-love and forgiveness, setting boundaries, um, creativity and confidence. Yes. Um, and we'll go into a yoga practice and then some on two occasions we'll have a supplemental activity. So drawing, coloring, and um, sound back healing. So oh. You know, you're just pulling on my heartstrings. <laughs> I love sound bath healing. I've gotten my six-year-old, who's very rambunctious, to sit down with Whoa, me. Yeah. He wants to have a set in the house, so that's something we might be investing in. Um, my older son has participated on Mondays. You do, what is it, the last or the first Monday of the month? So it's... Bi-weekly. We Bi-weekly. Lord, see, I didn't I tell you I'm bad with my... I attend. I attend some. But my <laughs> oldest son has sat down with me. Um, you host like a live meditation session and he loves it. And so this is this is not just for women, right? This is for all sex, genders, creed. Um, but it is very important for me to just emphasize that this is something that a Black woman has created. And so I myself am so happy to have met you. Um, we are part of like a sistership, a tribe. I feel like we just, you know, we connect it automatically. I myself am going to be looking more into the eight-week course because I'm always just seeking new ways to get back to a better version of myself and really um, just do better in how I've been treating my body lately. So I will be reaching out for more of that. Um, other than that, thank you so, so much for coming on here. Queens, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Again, Regina's information will be listed in uh, the description. And again, thank you for coming onto the platform. Queens recognize Queens. This is your host, Latina, and I will talk to you again in our next topic.